Bro, what have you been up to this week? I actually went to go see that live-action remake of Aladdin. Oh, did you? I read that critics said it was going to suck. No, they were wrong. That thing was badass. It was awesome. Really? Yeah. Those motherfuckers. And we're back, guys. Welcome to another week of Broscope. Welcome, welcome. Nice to, nice to be back. It's great. Oh, yeah. It's great. Great to be Got back. a lot of things to say today. A lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. So what'd you hear? Man, um, actually, I want to actually take a little time. I want to give a little Disney Plus update. You know, I'm all about Disney okay. Plus, you know, especially with the, all the Marvel stuff going to be in there. Mm-hmm. I'm super excited. So I actually want to give yeah, a little... Yeah, I'm hopping on that bandwagon, too. I'm excited, A couple too. updates. Uh, one... Um, Ryan Gosling and James Marsden are being eyed by Marvel to play Nova. What? Yeah. The Nova movie is officially James confirmed. James Marsden and who? And uh, Ryan Gosling. I think Ryan Gosling being him. That's what I think. Yeah, James Marsden's too, yeah. too animated. Well, the thing is, that's what Richard Ryder is. He's like goofy, at, you know, in some parts or uh, at some times. That's true. But I, I, would, I would still prefer Ryan Gosling because he's a more better actor. But yeah, so but I'm I'm just equally excited the fact that Nova's gonna finally be in the MCU. That's I'm just super excited I, uh, for that. I know, I, and I hope it starts when Daniels goes and gets the power stone. Ooh, because they never showed how he got right. it. So I'm pretty yeah. sure he goes and messes ooh, it all up, and that's how he becomes yeah, Nova. Yeah, that like would that. be awesome. You see the Black Order again attacking ooh. just for like, a, like just in the opening. They could do that. They got ooh, money. That would be awesome. And like after he destroyed the planet, he like I guess the explosion sends him off somewhere. Because Thor did say he decimated... Uh, yeah. What's the name of the planet? Or maybe no. he wanted to be a Nova member, but he couldn't, and then that has happened, so he's like, you know what? We need you. You're a Nova member the only member one now. left. Yeah. Boom. Boom. Or something like that. And ho- hopefully he gets like maybe a name drop or some kind of cameo or Easter egg in Captain well, Marvel I, 2. <coughs> I want to say he shows up in Guardians 3. Would it make more sense in Guardians or Captain I think it would Marvel? make more sense in Guardians. Think so? Hmm. Well, either one. I just hope I well, see no, some soon. Well, no, actually, it, I think it would make more sense than Captain Marvel because she was part of the A Force, right? Yeah. Nova Force, they can, like. Not the A Force, you mean the Star Force. Star Force. A Force <laughs> is just the nickname they gave to the chick team yeah. in Endgame. I was thinking about that the other day, too, because I, I saw a picture of them in Endgame yeah. while collecting the A Force. I was like, ah, oh, that's pretty cool. No, you mean Star Force, Star Force. Meant to say. But yeah. but yeah, she was a member of Star Force. Ooh, maybe that's... I think that's what Captain Marvel 2 is going to be about. Because remember, she was going to go back to the Kree planet, Hala, mm-hmm. and fuck shit up. Maybe I think that's where part 2 is probably going to start with her yeah. going back. Maybe the Nova Force helps and shows up and there's like, different space police out there. Ooh. And Richard so, Rider could be like a training or something? Mm-hmm. Hey. Mm, okay. okay. So, moving on. Uh, next set of news uh, for the Falcon and the Winter Soldier show. It's only mm. going to be six-episode miniseries. But um, they confirm Emily Van Camp and da- Daniel Brühl will be reprising their roles from Civil War. Zemo. Yes. Oh, okay. Zemo and what was it? Sharon Carter. Sharon there Carter. Yes. They're going to be reprising their role and they're going to be part of the, the six-episode miniseries. You think Zemo will get his mask this time? I hope so. Because it's a show. I think they could pull off a um, mask. But will they go with the original style? Like the, how he got the mask? Because remember, some like super ultimate mega super glue got on his face, 
put on the mask and you can't take the mask. The mask is permanently on his face. I want to say yes because like, what if that actor becomes expensive for this show and he can't shoot it? So if they do that, they can have anybody. Daniel in the Brule, mask. you consider Daniel Brule expensive? Not expensive, busy. Yeah, no, that's true. Uh, but that's one way to, to you know replace him if they need yeah, to and I'm, put the mask on permanently yeah. on the character. Yeah. I mean, he's recording his lines wherever he's at. Do you think he'll look like the comic book, or were they no, like we designed it, make it modern, modern and shit? Since it takes place when Cap is um, Falcon is Cap. Yeah. Now. Oh, that's right. I didn't think about that. Yeah, good point. I'm pretty sure Bucky's gonna get a haircut. I hope he does. He looks like a freaking emo <laughs> like a hippie. He still he feel like in throughout these whole Avengers movies, all of them, he's just been sad in the back. He's been <laughs> drink. He's been smoking too much of that Wakandan chiba. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No. But yeah, I think he I think he would look good with the short hair. You know, make it look more up, update his look. <laughs> Give him a buzz cut. <laughs> <laughs> that military style. That military style. No, he, I think he's going to get a new arm, like an upgrade or something. Well, the red the red star will be gone. Well, <laughs> it's been gone since Wakanda. That's true. Do you think it'll still be the same black Wakanda norm or a different one? Maybe like an update it can transform into a weapon or some shit. I don't know. That'd be cool. I feel like he'll keep it the same. I feel like Bucky's that kind of person would just leave it the same. We'll Same broken, I'll fix it. That'd be cool. So uh, the next uh, bit of wait news. before we, oh, leave, up, we hop uh, we hop on off. Uh, how do you think Falcon's outfit's gonna be? It's, it has to be a mixture of his classic black and red with Captain America's blue, somewhere in there. I want to say like the top. He's, he's definitely gonna have a star in the chest. I want to say the top part is gonna be all Captain America, red, white, and blue, and his wings are gonna be kind of cool looking, and but black pants or something. Hmm. Black and red pants. Maybe like inspired like his comic book look. I don't think he would. He would go. You know, they wouldn't try to go too much into Captain America look. Yeah. Maybe they'll throw a little bit of blue They're in there, blue and white. I can't. But wait. mostly gonna be like darker base. You know, because of the black and red of his original. I just suit. can't wait to see what he like. Throw. He's like flying, throwing the shield, grabbing it, Ooh, all the stuff he's gonna be, be doing with it. Oh, it's gonna be cool. Yeah, his like combos and stuff. Maybe he can just like with this little robotic bird thing like he can start beating guys up and using his wings to fucking keep the the shield bouncing around Ooh, so as he's go. fighting he's like Bing. because I thought for me I thought it was pretty awesome in uh in Endgame that he was he was using the wings to, to yeah. stab yeah he like, took that, that monster mm-hmm. and stabbed him that was cool that shocked me I, I didn't like, expect oh. that I was like okay finally I thought he was just gonna be like his typical flying around and kicking and then flying away and then shooting with the machine and guns and throwing bombs or something but yeah, yeah, something like that. I'd be cool. That was good. But uh, so yeah, the one I was gonna move on to is Marvel Studios are interested for the Disney Plus platform. They want to do a Young Avengers show. For Young Disney Avengers Plus. show. They're out. For Disney Plus. Yes. Wow, I was thinking that was gonna be the next movie. No, they want to make it into a. Si- uh, I don't know if it would be a miniseries, but definitely a show. If on that's Disney the Plus. if that's the case, then that just changes everything. I think about the cinematic universe now. Mm-hmm. Because now we really wouldn't know what to expect. Yeah. Because, you know, um, <clears throat> that's what, you know, um, what's the word I'm trying to look for? That's what would f- make sense the most as far as moving forward. You know, the older Avengers retiring, mm-hmm. new ones taking over. You know, so young Avengers or the new Avengers would be the ones taking over. But, yeah, so now with these news, that changes everything. So we, now we wouldn't know what to expect. That's very true. So, but... How exciting, ah, though. What it, but now that with the whole Fox merger completing everything, you know, they got more than enough material to do a, go anywhere, any yeah. direction now. So How exciting. That's exciting. And for the final bit of Disney Plus news, uh, Marvel is trying to, to tie down the actor David Morrissey. Um, were you a fan of The Walking Dead? 
Yes. The governor. Oh, okay. To I was be, like, that sounds To familiar. be either Norman Osborn or to be the voice and motion capture for Galactus. I say yes to both. He's That'd be ha- cool. He can I, do both. I, yeah, I think... Just like uh, Benedict Cumberbatch oh. did Doctor Strange and he did the motion capture and voice for Dormammu as well. Yeah. So, that would be cool. You know? Oh, and also, I forgot to mention, Sony is going to try and push as much as they can, but for a f- the Far From Home sequel, for part three, they are definitely going to incorporate their Venom. Oh, their- I heard they're going to really yeah. try and push so Tom Hardy in they there. They want Venom. Yeah. You know, finally... That bridge is finally gonna, you know, uh, merge together. So these mm-hmm. two universes. So the universe that Sony's doing is essentially gonna tie to into the MCU. Yeah. So hopefully, maybe with Morbius, it's gonna have yeah. a bigger tie. Ooh, Sinister Six. Sinister oh, Six. That could be the, like the main thing for part three. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, because with these Spider-Man movies, they're great, but I just want. Or since they teased at the end of Venom, you know, Carnage. It could be Spider-Man, Venom, T-Bump against Carnage. That would be true. And then something happens to, like, get their friendship to be, like, grr. Mm, we'll see. Butt heads. But, yeah, that's... Uh, Frenemies. As far as Disney+, Plus, this is the news I heard down the pipeline recently, which I'm excited about. Hmm. Super, super awesome. Um, did you see the trailer for the new Rambo movie? Yes, but I didn't know what the hell was going on because you're probably going to be mad and whoever's listening, I only... I think I only watched the first one. The and first I, Rambo movie. And I barely remember it. Wow. So, who plays Rambo? I don't know. I should, <laughs> should I chop him the throat? Toss you out the window? I don't know what to Use do. that big knife that I see? Yeah. How, so, th- this is kind of hard to talk about because the nostalgia factor <laughs> yeah. of, for know, me, at least for me, the you know, because the bow, that's like his trademark in the second part, which is it's called Rambo First Blood Part 2. Which is why, which is cool that the name for this one is called Rambo Last Blood. First Blood, like, okay, because so, it's the last ride, right? Yeah, it's the last ride. And then um, I've seen like a lot of behind the scene footage and stuff like that. It's going to be brutal. If you would have seen the last Rambo movie, which is technically part four, it's just called Rambo, takes place in Burma, like this like war zone air, like country. Kind of like. Like a jungle? Yeah, kind of jungle. Man, the, the, if you look blood, violence, and action. This one ties it all in one, and it's awesome. Okay. It's it's like it's gory, but like that awesome yeah. gory. So I can only assume that this new one is gonna be part of this final, or this last Rambo sequel. <laughs> you know, well, from what I saw, it's gonna finish. You know, it's gonna finish strong. And even Sylvester Stallone says it's like an epic masterpiece of blood and guts. So oh, yeah, I mean, he I'm really out excited. Rocky, now he's done with Rambo. Yes. So I'm just freaking excited. Keeping this on the the whole nostalgia thing, did you see the new Terminator trailer, Dark Fate? Mm, yes. <laughs> Don't care for it. <laughs> I'm sorry, but you're burnt out since like three Terminators ago, <laughs> right? But this one, James Cameron actually was actually involved in the story. He was involved in all the other ones. No, the other ones. No, he was producer in all of them. But Look it up. He even admitted he was just saying he was just saying, "Hey, I'm here to promote it because it's." I, used to, I, I was attached yeah, yeah. to it. But this is when he actually physically was involved in the story. That's what people were saying. No, he was involved in the other ones. He's producer in the other ones. I And he has said the same thing about the other ones. Oh, this is the best Terminator. This is going to be That's what a producer does. A, they have to upsell it. So I'm just burnt out and I just... 
I am not looking forward not to even it. Sarah Connor coming back? Fuck no, dude. Is for me the way I saw the trailer from what I saw the main characters, blah blah blah, all the stuff in mm-hmm. it. It's like they're whatever company's doing it. They're just falling for the trend. I should say this the word I'm the for lack of a better word, like the trend and trying to fit into the whole female empowerment thing and you know trying to appease to the to the masses in yeah, that because, sense. Okay, that makes sense. You know. Because it's only going to be three leads and it's all female. Mm-hmm. This whole strong female thing. They tried it with the Ghostbusters reboot. Failed miserably. Uh, just recently saw this movie called Booksmart. You know, it's directed <coughs> by Olivia Wilde. Oh, it's yeah. it's a female-led role. How was re- it? Fe- it was all right. It was... <laughs> it think of it as super bad, but, but with females. But they were trying too hard. Were they trying too hard? Yes. Oh, yeah, definitely. You can tell... By the acting, I'm not saying it was their fault, it's just however the movie was written. It's just, you know, and I'm not trying to bash against the whole equality, feminism, none of that, no. For people starting to They're talk shit. You no, know, yeah. It's just, the movie itself, it wasn't as funny as I thought. Even for, Jason Sudeikis is in it. And for, a J- Jason Sudeikis is normally hilarious in his roles. He wasn't in this one, it was just, yeah. Yeah, it just kind of, it was well, a that's right. his wife, that's why. Yeah. He's supporting his wife. It's still, it was... And he should have supported her and telling her, no, you should do this, babe. You know, this would be Trust funny. Me, I'm a comedian now, but yeah, exactly. But it was okay. It was it was alright at best. But you know, going back to what I'm saying about Terminators, that's the reason I'm just burnt out on it because you know, the from Terminator Three, whatever, uh, Rise of the Machines. Yeah, that one was garbage. That was and something then else. The Genesis. Genesis. No, no, the, the one after that, Salvation with Christian Bale. I. I did like that. It was one. okay. Yeah. It was. Eh, it was all right. I, I. What I really liked about that one is that the fact that they showed different, more machines, the diversity mm-hmm. of the machines, not just the T eight hundreds and the same ones. Yeah. You know, they had that those like they looked like motorcycle ones. They had those giant mm-hmm. ones. That was cool. You know. How you know, they just came and picked up people. Yeah. See that. Was, so it, that one was all right. But then Genesis, no, it's just, and then the. Uh, I never finished it. The relevant—I <laughs> don't see the relevance of you having to use Arnold Schwarzenegger's T eight hundred over and over, and right? he's aging a robot that's aging. Come on, it's just no. It's just Arnold. I'm sorry, you're way past your prime. What he should do right now at his old age, he should make an old Conan movie. I would love to see that. True. Bring back Conan the Barbarian, but now he's old, withered. You know, he's like a crazy. Well, he's still buff and looking. Yeah, but. Imagine that. That would be way cooler. Because yeah. Conan the Barbarian, you know, when I was a kid, you know, I loved those movies. You know, if they would bring that back. I was more back. into, uh, believe it or not, Xena. Really? Yeah, I was a huge fan. She was Xena like, yeah. Warrior Princess, huh? I love Xena. Did you ever watch that spinoff of uh, Hercules? No. I know it was all... Yeah, yeah. but I was like, no. Yeah. <laughs> but, but I was a huge fan of that show. I loved that show. It was a fun show. I thought it was great. And she was awesome. But I loved her. Lucy Lawless <laughs> is good, though. And she still looks good for mm-hmm. her age. But going back to your previous question, I'm not excited. Regardless of the nostalgia factor they're trying to add to it, it no, it doesn't look that good. Nah, I'm not really interested in Terminator Genesis. Not even Tim Miller, director of Deadpool. Nah, it, <laughs> <laughs> he should have done something better. Maybe Deadpool three. He should have focused on that. Well, they kind of kicked him off Deadpool. He's not a part of it anymore. Oh, well, he should have gone back. Hmm. But anyway, so moving on with news. Did there was a lot of video game new video game trailers out? Yes. Did you see 
Death Stranding. I did, and I'm surprised that when we talked about it earlier, you didn't know what the hell was going on in that trailer. I still don't know what the hell was going on, you know, (coughs) from what they first announced it, then the little bit of news and stuff about it, and now the full trailer. I still don't know what the fuck's going on. It, it, it's like, it has like a lot of elements thrown in together. No, they fit perfectly. It's not just like a messed yeah. up mashup. It's just actually they looks. It looks good. It looks really good. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's just the way they show the trailer. It's kind of hard to follow. But exactly. what I've read is that there's a bunch of civilizations that they're disconnected, and I guess the whole theme about this is to be connected to people. So that As was the in... whole like. Like, like just talk like human people. connection human connection like okay. social connection when you said disconnected and it's all about connection my brain was thinking literally I thought you were talking about like phone lines or something well, possibly that too <laughs> radios I, I don't think people like communicate so I guess Norman Reedus is going out that's why you see him walking he's going out to these other civilizations see, but what to, are like, all contact. those things that no, are chasing them. Yeah, that's so whatever. Like ghosts. Yeah, I feel like that's what separated them. And that's then, what and then there's one team where there's like this oil, and these dudes come out. You know, and Mads Mikkelsen's character, yeah. which is, the cast in it is awesome. You know, Norman. Reedus. I just want to know who Guillermo del Toro plays. I want to see what he does. And he's he actually Guillermo del Toro. He worked with Hideo Kojima <coughs> as a producer and concept designer. So a lot of like the freaky monsters or whatever stuff. Um, Guillermo helped helped Hideo uh, design them. That's awesome. So, which is amazing because he, Guillermo del Toro has a great imagination, mm-hmm. and so working with we got Hideo, Pan's Labyrinth. Yeah, so I gotta watch exactly. You know, or Hellboy Two, the second one, the marketplace scene. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's just Guillermo del Toro having so much fun. No, nah, the, the villain. I love the villain. It's one of my favorite movie villains of all time. The Prince Nuada. Oh, he's so cool. Yeah. I love that movie. He, and his yeah. partner with the gun, the, not the gun, the fist that uh, shoots Mr. Tin- Tinkle, Mr. Mr. Tinkle, something like that. Yeah. Yeah, that was, yeah. Like I said, Guillermo del Toro's imagination is unrivaled and it's just great. So the fact that he worked with Hideo to create this game, it's, you know, you what can you expect except greatness? Right. So I can't wait. So, um, which I still don't know what the hell is it about, but we'll have to win see. Right. Call of Duty reboot. Did you see yes, that? Yeah, I heard oh, about Let me that. rephrase that. Call of Duty Modern Warfare reboot. Yeah. You know, at first, I was a little confused when they announced Call of Duty Modern Warfare. I'm like, the ones already exist. Are they just remastering it? Yeah. No, no, did you hear about the whole... Like, you know there's three developers developing Call of Duty games to make sure they come out every year, right? Yeah. I yes. think... Activision, Infinity Ward, and... And Tyrant? I don't know the third Treyarch? Treyarch? Treyarch. There you go. Um, but I thought Treyarch already stopped. No, I think they're still in. But there was one... Uh, Dang it, I don't know what the studio was. I think it was Infinity War, one of the three. But they switched it out. It wasn't going to be this Modern Warfare game. It was going to be another one, but I guess there's something happened in that cycle, so they switched it, saying, all right, your game is not coming out this year. It's going to be this new Modern Warfare. Huh. So I heard there was a lot of drama going on behind the scenes before it was announced. Also then, uh, I believe it was Infinity War, because Activision is doing this one. Yes, okay, there must have been Infinity War. Infinity War announced that their... Next title for next year for the twenty nine. Uh, I'm sorry, twenty twenty. We'll that's gonna be their final. It's gonna be their final Call mm, of Duty. That makes sense. Who I mean, knows if Treyarch and Activision will still continue the Call of Duty? Most likely. What else they gonna do? But <laughs> especially if this one, which is it looks freaking awesome, and I just like I jumped up out of my seat when I saw freaking Captain Price back. I know. Oh hell yes! This is one of my favorite characters of the entire Call of Duty so they're like, franchise. 
So well, since Price passed, so it's gonna be a prequel. Or oh no, it's a re- no, it's a reboot. reboot. So I'm assuming maybe we'll get McTavish again, which would be so freaking awesome. Like if they reboot all the Modern Warfare, I would not be mad at that. Yeah, that's I love true. The Modern but like, Warfare. I just hope they just do the story different. I don't want to do the same stories. Well, I don't think it'll be the same. Cause that's the whole point of a reboot. Yeah, you know, redoing the story. If it was a remake, then yeah, it's the same yeah. story, oh, okay, just you know, right. told a little different. So it's a reboot. So it's like. Completely brand new. Okay. So hopefully it's more boots to ground. Same. Yeah. Way. From from what I saw in that trailer and the fact that that was actual gameplay footage, I can't wait. I can't wait. Do you think it's gonna be for current generation consoles no. or new one? That's gonna be a new one. New, new console generation. Oh wait, that's supposed to come out this year. Yeah, cause it's supposed to come out in October. Yes, and then this is gonna be the last Call of Duty for this generation. And then, oh, what is it? E3 is right around the corner, right? In like two weeks. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm pretty sure then they will definitely have to announce or we'll see the announcements or some some, some announcement of a sort of the new generations. I think consoles. Microsoft is going to do it. Sony is not going to be at E3 this year. Oh, They shit, decided really? to step out, but I think they're going to do something more towards the end of the year or maybe next year. They're going to announce their console because Microsoft is announcing theirs, I believe, and it's coming out next holiday. Speaking of E3, did you see that announcement for that Marvel game? They're going to finally do a world... For the Square Enix game, right? Yeah. The Avengers game. Because yeah, I guess it was yeah. the trailer, like... Uh, Square was, Enix and Eidos. Yeah, it was like E3 last year or the year before. They just made like a little quick teaser. And nothing after that. Yeah. <laughs> and, and the thing is, they haven't revealed anything after yeah. that. So I'm pretty sure maybe we'll get some kind of footage. Mm-hmm. A lot of concern I heard for E3 is uh, Cyberpunk. People are scared that it might not come out for this generation and they're just holding off until the next generation. I wouldn't be mad at that. Yeah. That game it looks already be- beautiful as it is. And oh, if yeah. they wait they're waiting for the next generation, that means it's gonna be even greater because they can still develop and work on mm-hmm. it some more. And that way they can actually themselves when they when it come release date come yeah. with that the least amount of bugs possible. Mm-hmm. Cause that game looks just amazing. You know, from the concept to the story to the gameplay to yeah. you know, it looks that's one of those games that are like original to its core. Mm-hmm. And you know I can't wait for that, and so I I wouldn't be mad if they wait. You no, know, take your time. Don't rush it. We've seen what that happened. You know when they rush it into a game. I'm speaking to Anthem, freaking biggest I, piece of most expensive garbage I've had. I read that the there's like nobody online anymore. Yeah, there, and I don't blame them. <laughs> I was my excitement for this game was beyond any other game, recent game I've ever had, because it just <coughs> looked beautiful. It looked great. The concept was original and awesome, and the the way I saw it, because I really like the visual and the concept of the Avatar, you know, the movie Avatar, you know, being on Pandora yeah. and stuff. This is what this game reminded me of. You, you know, can, like, being fly. On, you can fly, be on this planet, strange planet, exploring. It's open world, well, semi open world. Yeah, with well, you, you know, and your friend, you can just go on missions. Yeah, right? it's awesome, but it had the most bugs I have ever seen in the game. Really? You know, the loading times. Oh my god, I could go. To, to the kitchen, make myself something to eat, come back, and it was still loading. That's how bad it was. And it was just, and you're like, I could be three, four hours into a mission, and if it would glitch for any little thing, it would kick you off, go back to the main screen, and all all those three, four hours you just did, you lose them. And it, was, and it did that more than once, and I was just like, you know what, I'm done with this. And I only played it a week. God it damn. was just bad. And like, they released like a huge patch, like three weeks later, like, a huge, huge patch, like several gigabytes worth. <laughs> Half of the game size. Yeah, pretty much to patch everything up. But still, now it's just this is something you should have fixed 
before the game was released. Right. They just kind of rushed it. And as I so like I said, going back to what you were saying, if Cyberpunk decides to wait, take all the time you need. Make it a great game from when you buy it. No, don't you know give us a crappy product. And you know, disappoint us, and that's how you lose fans. That's how you lose interest. Yeah. No. Yeah, cause I see. Yeah, cause for me in my lifestyle, I see video games as more of a luxury. Like when I have time to actually sit down and play, I want to enjoy it. Exactly, not play a game and it's full of bugs and glitches. Mm-hmm. Which you know, I'll, I'll give you a great example of a game that from the time it came out, this was two years ago. This game came out, and still to to this day. To the date, it's still relevant and it's still a great game, and the replay value is awesome. Ghost Recon: The Wildlands. Yes, I've that been game. That, so that game. Lately. You know, I told you about it. Yeah, you, you know, got me into it. That's why I'm like knee deep in that's it. That's awesome. It's a freaking it's awesome fun. game. The story, the, the gameplay. Like the the open world was like open right when I started, and yeah, and, and, and like it, everything and was it unlocked. It literally is open world. Yeah, and you could get in a helicopter and just freaking go to the next mission. Yeah, or go to any part of the map. Yeah, what I like about it is that you have to literally find a mission report to, like, expand the map. You exactly. have to physically look for, like, documents to find your next clue to where you're going to go. To your go. next mission. Exactly. Yeah, it's like, they don't tell you where, they'll tell you where to go once you find the or clue. Like, we heard something in this area. Go figure it out. Yeah, then once you go, you literally have to look in this and open map. And you can map. also, like, to get, like, hints or clues, you can talk to the pedestrians and yeah, stuff like that. Yeah, and it makes the they, map bigger. And it's just, yeah. Exactly. So it's that's what I meant. Game. That was a great, great example. As you know, from release date, they fixed all the bugs, and you know there was no glitches. And still to this day, they've, they've still done updates little by little, given you know really cool DLCs. Yeah, like the game's been out for what two years? Two years, yeah. And they're going still going. Yeah. They, they just they dropped just, DLC. The last, the last DLC, the whole thing, which brings me to my next question to you: the the last DLC of course, Recon Wild ties it, ties it. Or is uh, is gonna tie it to the sequel? I don't know. We saw the trailer to the I sequel, the Ghost trailer. Recon Breakpoint, Punisher. Okay, <laughs> pretty much. Yeah. No. And for those who don't know that reference, one of the characters is played by the actor John Bernthal, who plays the Punisher. Anyway, in the Netflix series. Yes, what he said. Um, yes, Ghost Recon Breakpoint. Man, oh. I was not expecting such awesomeness you know? I wasn't expecting a game like that to be announced because I was like I'm barely started playing this first of all the fact that it's a sequel is yeah yeah it's a sequel it's not like a direct sequel it's just you know it takes uh, you know something that was said or done in it and made it into a game you know and, and it, it, it was I can't wait this game like they took everything great about Wildlands mm-hmm. and made it better where is it going to take place? It's gonna take like a it's a remote island. Okay. It's uh the island's called Alroa. Okay. So and, it's more uh, tropical than it was in uh, Wildlands. Yes, yes. And Wildlands uh, was more like Middle Eastern, right? No, no. Wildlands was uh, Central America. Central America. Yeah. Yeah, uh, Bolivia. Bolivia, there you go. Yeah. And the thing is about this new uh, the new map in this new game is uh it's like an an island but there's like desert areas, uh, rainforest areas. A snow areas, muddy areas, swamp areas, mm. beach. Um, what else? I'm just imagining them. Like a, the also like a like a very advanced compounds, like technologically okay. advanced. Cause the whole ah, island is okay. it was bought out. Cause you know all the drones and all the like uh, gadgets and stuff that you get to use in Wildlands. Yeah. They were created by us. Uh, this like super advanced. Think of it as the Tesla of Ghost Recon. The te- or I'm sorry, Elon Musk. Of oh, yeah, he's so going to be the like, villain, right? 
uh, he not necessarily him, the John Burnthorpe's character took over this island, and this island is uh, this is was specifically developed for creating drones and like uh, artificial intelligence and stuff like that. And John Burnthorpe's character came and took over, and he's trying to use every all the resources on there to pretty much start a world war. And so your team of ghosts, your main character, which is the same main character from Wildlands, uh, but you have a different team now. It's not the same team from the other one. What happened to the other team? I don't know. We'll find out. Because this game takes place five years after Wildlands. Okay. So that's why the main character, he looks a little rugged and beaten up with a big beard. But, oh man, the gameplay looked freaking beautiful. And the new tactics you can use. Will your character carry over from the previous game? Like the way you uh, made them and everything? No. I think you get to make them again? different again. Uh, but um, since they announced Breakpoint, so from now, they actually it went live, I believe, last week to until September something. Um, if there's some special missions or special challenges that you can do in Wildland that will give you rewards and stuff like that that you will be able to unlock in the new one. That's pretty dope. So there, I think there's weapon upgrades, uh, vehicle upgrades, drone upgrades, um, and I think there's like special uh, classes you get to unlock. Okay. You know, different like little perks that will help you when you start the game, right when you start the game, instead of having to do everything from scratch. Yeah. You know, okay. get little things that help you out from right in the beginning of the game. Yeah, hearing you say like technical compounds and all that stuff, I'm just like, man, thinking about all the stealth missions about getting in there. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be fun, and uh, what I and it's gonna be like four player co op, right? Four players can jump. It's actually on you. yeah, they, you guys can jump into it to be four player co op. Oh, uh, but if you don't have other co op players, it's uh, only single player. You don't have a computer. They don't. They don't have an AI teammate in this one. It's just by yourself. Really? Yeah, it's just you and your drone. So like everything that you could do with your team, you do with the drone now. That makes sense. Yeah, but if you want to do four player, can you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. You can do co op, like you just get online and stuff. Wow. So I mean, you can play. Hell yeah. Yes, we're going to be playing that so uh, But uh, one of the coolest uh, features that they revealed was, you know, the, the realism of the game. Mm. Like, uh, they made it way, way more, a little bit more realistic. There's only so much real, realism they can put into it, you know. Because in real life, you get shot one, two, three times, you're dead. Yeah. So, in this one, you, you can survive several shots. But the more you get hurt, the, you, it shows in your character. Like, you're running, your character starts to get tired. If you're hurt or something, you actually uh, your character starts starts to limp and starts to bleed, and um, because uh, they're actually hunting you now, okay. you're not like there to you're not in the shadows anymore. You can sneak in. No, you're on the run. You're on the run. They're actually they shot you down, and now they're they're trying to find you, and they're on alert twenty four seven. They're looking for you. Oh, so you can't can. just stay like so camp out in one area. Yeah, you can't just camp out in one area because they'll eventually find you. Damn. Yeah. Okay. So I'm really excited for that. It's like uh, it's gonna be definitely like a challenge. Yeah. So I can't wait. Super, super freaking excited. Oh, same. So I want to bring up something you mentioned to me that you were very excited about: the new Gods movie. Yes. So when I was like in comic book right now, Tom King, he's a really popular writer. For really those who don't know, explain to the people who the hell is Tom King. Tom King is a really influential writer in comics right now. He's done. He's been taking over 
for Batman in the main comic line right now for oh, DC. Oh, really? So, so the main, a, main one. The he's... main Batman comic. He's oh, doing it all right okay. now. He took over from Scott Snyder before all that. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. So, so that, from way back when. So, because Scott Snyder did the new 52, and then mm-hmm. once they did Rebirth, that's when um, Tom King took over. Okay. So he's been going on to that since he started over one. His goal was to tell a whole story from his first comic book from Batman to his 100th. So once he got to the 100th comic, he was going to leave. That's okay. What, that's what he wanted to do. So that was the original plan. But last week, they just announced that he was leaving the comic at number 85. I think they're around 60 right now, or that's 70. But he's leaving at 85. And then that's going to... Somebody else is going to take over? Someone else is going to take over. They haven't announced who yet, but that's gonna. it's going to be during the City of Bane storyline. So he's leaving during that time, but he they did also announce, they didn't specify why he was leaving, but they did announce like a day or two after that he was going to do another comic book run that he was starting called Batman Catwoman, which is going to be about Batman. I heard about that one. So that's going to be starting in January of 2020. Okay. So I was thinking like, why take him off for like a whole year wait or something? But they just announced on Ava DuVernay. She's been um, the one that was going to direct New Gods. She posted a what, photo. What, what was it that she directed? Ava DuVernay. She directed um, Her Selma. Name's also... Okay. Gotcha. And, um, and Winkle in Time. Okay. Okay. Now I know who she is. Okay, cool. And I can't wait to see her Central Park 5 movie or it's a miniseries on Netflix. Ooh. Oh, it's going to be so good. I'm excited. But, heard, um, I've heard she, good things about it. I mean, yeah, she's a really, really, really good director. She has a good vision? Really good vision. But um, she's really good. She posted a photo with Tom King saying, hey, let's write a new Gods movie. So that confirmed that all that switching around his schedule and switching about leaving at number 85 in Batman was for him to clear up his schedule to jump on to join See, New Gods. And the thing is, they... they Kind of, they, uh, I believe it was Steppenwolf in the Justice League who mentioned the New Gods. Yes. He mentioned, so, um, yeah, so, so uh, for sure, for the making, DC's making part of their DC Universe, a New Gods movie, and Ava DuVernay's directing, and Tom King's going to be one of the writers. He's going to write it with Ava, so Ava Ooh. and Tom are going to co-write the movie, but Ava's just going to go direct it. That's awesome. Yes, and then, and then Tom King also came off his Miss America run, too. Which was the twelve issue series? Which I know that's your baby right there. Oh, it was a real that. Trust me, it, it, I think it won like comic of the year last year. Mr. Miracle. Yes, wow, it, it won okay. like a, it won a crap ton of awards. It's a really good story, and that dark side is my definitive dark side in that got a little comic run. And you think that's what Tom King's gonna that's do? That's what Tom King's gonna bring. He's gonna bring the vision of these gods to the screen. Like what we see in the comics, he's gonna carry that to the screen. Like these new gods that we read in Dark Side, he's gonna. Fully embody that onto the screen. So the comic book writer knows. Like, we finally got somebody... The, and this is what DC has been lacking. lacking. This they've is what been they've la- been needing yes. since the beginning. They need... You know, that vision from the comic books that, uh, just to be translated, you know, obviously it's not going to be 100% the same because you can't yeah. translate 100% from a comic book to b- the big screen. But at least some inspiration or some, at least true to mm-hmm. some form of its original content. And it's going to be adapting the new Genesis. So it's going to be new Genesis versus uh, Apocalypse. So it's going to be Dark Side versus All, fa- all, all Father. I Father. Whatever Father. <laughs> but um, so that's what it's going to be. So Tom King is really good at telling stories about family. 
So having okay. a family dynamic and then having the whole war and then Ava DuVernay directing it, it's going to be great. I think that's my so most... So Darkseid is still going to be a villain in this one, right? Darkseid is like the ultimate villain. He's like the last villain you're going to ever want to meet. Well, that's how Tom King would portray him. Like okay. Darkseid is. That was a big phrase that was going through that comic Dark line. Is. Dark Side is. I remember is. that. That's all you. That's all you need to say. That's all. Whenever like Darkseid didn't show up until like the last comic or the last second, the second to last comic, but every time he was mentioned, Darkseid is, because he's like the embodiment uh, of evil. Of he's, evil. He's the villain. Mm-hmm. He's the villain. Like he's just all evil. So that's so, what I'm more excited that he's gonna put that on screen. So when? How, how long do you think it'll be before we hear anything as far as updates or what's gonna happen? Because, you know, DC year. right now is just coming off, you know, the Shazam train. Yeah. And they're about to jump onto the I wanna Wonder Woman I want to say filming doesn't start until next fall. Probably, yeah. That's when we'll start hearing about cast and everything. Maybe next Comic-Con. Oh, true. Well, that'd be good. Ooh, you think Tom King will be at this year's Comic-Con? He's been... He's, he was at last year's. I didn't have I didn't have a chance to get a you know, sign. Oh, but he goes every year because he was... he's. Headlining comics were during that time. Okay. He's a comic book writer. <laughs> well, we'll see. You know, but that's, you know, it's pretty exciting news, you know. It's, it's really exciting. It's finally something that DC's been needing and they're getting it. Yes, and this and is so, like now my most anticipated movie. Ah. Because it would have been that new Batman movie, but I know you heard who the new Batman is. They casted a new Batman yeah, for Matt Reeves. Is, yeah, yeah, yeah. For, so for those of you who don't know, you know um, oh, Ben Affleck is knows. out. Ben Affleck is out for sure. Yeah, and but out. Matt Reeves is a director. He's still going to continue to do his own solo standalone he Batman. The Dawn of the Planet of the Apes movies, yes. the recent ones. Which is I'm excited for what he can do with Batman. And he done Cloverfield. Yeah, and so because he's a great director, and mm-hmm. Planet of the Apes are some one of my, for me, the these Planet of the Apes, the Rise of the Planet of the Apes, Dawn of the Planet of the Apes, and War for the Planet of the Apes. For me, I consider it like a perfect trilogy. Like, the story of Caesar from beginning to end, you know, it's one of those movies that I can watch, oh, the trilogy that I can watch over and over. And that last one, The War of the Planet of the Apes? Man. Oh. It was fantastic. Mm-hmm. Every little bit it of it. Their epic. slow scenes, their awesome scenes, action, but it has you captivated <coughs> from beginning to end. It's just, I got those, like, like, I was talking to my roommate before, like, we were talking about The Dark Knight. Yeah. It's pretty much a perfect movie. The pacing, everything was good. I was getting those vibes with that last Planet of the Apes. Yeah. Like, you everything know, was just perfect. From beginning to iconic end, scene you know? after iconic scene. And so, Matt <coughs> Reeves, you know, he brought this vision to life, and he was you know, behind it all. He was the guy that did that. And so, for him, when he was announced to direct the new Batman, I was like, hell yeah. You know, if he did that for Planet of the Apes, just imagine mm-hmm. what he can do with... <coughs> A character like Batman, you know, with all that fan yeah. fan base behind it, that story, that everything that everyone mm-hmm. knows and loves about Batman, and bef- they, they give it to this guy, man, he can just pull out some epic. Yeah, and before the uh, the actor was announced, he even said, like, with his Batman, he's going back, he's going to give it a self-contained story, it's not going to be a huge story, it's going to be Batman actually being a detective. Yeah, Batman he, being Batman. He's the world's greatest detective, and we're going to, he said, we're, we're going to put that. that, we're going to see that again. So uh, that got me like ten times beyond excited because like we're gonna get white eyes Batman. Hell yeah! <laughs> oh, but, but like, then then the news, well, two weeks ago, a week ago, something like that, ago. just recently, that they can they already have their new lead actor to play Batman, and it's Robert Pattinson. Robert 
Pattinson from Twilight. Yeah, Edward from Twilight, for yes. those who don't know. Frankenstein face vampire mm-hmm. glitter guy. Yes, I want to give him the benefit of the doubt because I know he's done a bunch of movies after Twilight and he's worked with many That's the reason directors. why I give him the benefit of the doubt because yes. regardless of him being in Twilight, those movies were not the best. Yeah. But him, as an actor, he has grown so much. Mm-hmm. And I've seen other movies after you know, the Twilight thing, you know, he's always going to be known for that because that's pretty much what brought him into the spotlight. Yeah. You know, he was in Harry Potter, but Twilight is what shot him into stardom. And so, but everything, that, like those serious roles that he has done afterwards, they've been really good. I've heard, i heard and, nothing but good things. And so, I, that's the reason why I'm really giving him this benefit of that yes. because I know with, with a good script, he has the good director, and I'm pretty sure they will get a good producer. You know, that's all all the three things that he needs to be a really good in this role. You know, mm-hmm. which is why I didn't, you know, a lot of people bashed Ben Affleck. Oh, but, fuck Ben Affleck. You know, he sucked. But for me, he was one of the greater versions of Batman yeah. I've seen on, on film. That's very true. But you know? that, that, uh, I'm kind of tired of that argument because that's kind of like said for every role. Everybody said the same thing about Heath Slider. Everyone said the same thing about Michael Keaton when he was first announced. Yeah, I can't believe you cast him. He was garbage, but then right? he proved everybody wrong. Heath Ledger, yeah. oh, it's like the hate for Heath Ledger was, <coughs> oh my God, fuck no, hell no, how could you do that? Right? And now, look what everybody says. Who's the best Joker ever? Heath Ledger. Exactly. So oh. it's just, I don't know. This is that argument. I'm just like, I'm tired of hearing it. So, but I, I think... No, especially because Matt Reeves, like I say, he's going to go for a more younger Batman. Yeah. And he's so, going to be Batman for a couple of years. It's not year one. It's yeah. like year five or something. He's, but he's still practically yeah. new. And another great assault, um, Catwoman. Is gonna, is mostly the villains in this one is going to be Catwoman and Penguin. That's okay. what I heard. And the rumor is Josh Gad is eyeing um, Penguin. Wait, is he going for Penguin or they want him for Penguin? I think it's, I, I, I heard it. They expect both ways. Josh Gad, really? Olaf from Frozen? Olaf from Frozen. Uh, Gaston's gay lover that he doesn't right. know about? I just think he doesn't uh, have the voice. I don't know. I don't know. I, don't, I think he's going to... I see I him playing I, it too like I see him playing it like... I see him as a good replacement of the Gotham show. I see him okay. playing that kind of type penguin. I don't see him playing like a serious type penguin or... But that's what we need. You know, a serious type penguin. Yeah, I don't yeah. see Josh Gad filling that role. I see him I don't too, either. You I know, just, I just he hasn't him. been in too many serious roles or yeah. good, good roles to be able to judge it right. Maybe he can pull it off. We won't know until we hear more news if he mm-hmm. actually is cast because it's not 100% confirmed. Mm-hmm. But I, will, I guess I would have to give him benefit of a doubt. You know? Yeah. Hopefully, maybe he'll surprise us. But, but I definitely I think do. His voice is just too high. <laughs> they can always do something about that. But I definitely. You know, the choice or the rumored choice for Catwoman, I definitely don't want that. Oh, yeah. Vanessa yeah I heard Hud- about the rumor. Vanessa, Vanessa Hudgens, Hudgens is in talks to play Catwoman in this <laughs> Matt Reeves Batman. I don't want that. I'm sorry, Vanessa Hudgens? Nah. What's the last thing she's been in? Um, I know she did that one movie with James Franco in it, uh, Spring Breakers. Oh that oh that one well was, she's been in a bunch of like no that one was I know not good <laughs> no. I know she's been in like a bunch of like like you know like NBC does like the live yeah, yeah, plays yeah. I know she's been in the Grease one okay and I know she was in uh, I forget what was the movie called but she plays like a drug like a homeless drug addict I think something like that 
I think I know what you're talking about. Short hair. Yeah. Yeah. Like a lot of people say she did good in it, but I saw it. What about Sucker Punch? Oh yeah, I forgot she was in it. See, that's that's how much I I don't like her acting because Sucker Punch. Yeah, that movie was. (laughs) Anyway, you know, I had me confused from beginning to end. I don't know what was happening. That was Zack Snyder, right? Yes, it was. I'm just so happy Zack Snyder is gone. But um, yeah, Vanessa Hudgens. Nah, I don't, I don't, I don't need her. I don't want her. She can keep, <laughs> keep on walking, Vanessa. Sorry, no. Um, I'm thinking that one might come to fruition, though. I hope not. I'm crossing my fingers. Well, I was, I was hoping. The I'm, I'm gonna start about praying or something. See, but Robert, he. Yeah, can't... but like, I wanted someone new. But no offense, I want someone. With... I don't know. They but could... even but do, to do somebody new, you know, that's a lot of risks. That's very true. You know, well, I, it's Batman. It's not like it's a risk. It's like it's Batman. It's, you know, it's an automatic. You know who I, I really wanted to be Batman because he even did a like an audition role for it. Yeah, and he 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 took a scene from The Dark Knight, I believe. Um, I don't even try to remember his name. Scott Atkins. Do you know who that is? Did you ever see? I, I know the name, but I don't remember the face. Do you? Did you ever see? Uh, Undisputed Part Two. No, um, what is that? What is that movie? Um, The Expendables Part Two. Yes, but there were so many people okay. in that movie. Uh, <laughs> I'm trying to think of another movie he's been in. Uh, Doctor Strange. Who do you play, Doctor Strange? He was one of the henchmen of the main bad guy. He was like the white guy that the yeah, Doctor Strange trapped in the desert, but then he ended up coming back, and he he's the one that he oh yeah the one that he killed in the astral projection yeah, form yeah okay. him man. First of all, his his athleticism is beyond anything you've ever seen. I gotta show you his highlights in some of the movies. He's, like mm. phys- physically wise, he's built for this role. And then, like I said, he did a, an audition role. I think he did. A, what's I'm trying to think of a scene he did, but it was a scene where Batman is talking with Alfred. I'm trying to remember if it was from the Dark Knight series or the Justice League. Can't remember, but anyway, he did like an audition role for the Batman, and he he sold he had me sold on. I was like, oh, this guy needs to be Batman, but I was disappointed that I went with Robert. But yeah, I'm pretty this guy. sure Matt that was probably Matt Reeves' probably choice, but then the studio was like, no, <laughs> like here, this guy better. So we'll give you everything else, but you gotta get this guy. <laughs> that's what I feel like. I don't feel like rat. I don't think the studio. I don't think. Yeah, I think that's the studio saying this is our. Our, our part. We give you the money. We give you what you need, but you have to. Yeah, put you this take control of everything else. You have total creative freedom to do whatever you want, but this is our guy. Mm. That's what I, it feels like. We just gotta wait and see. You gotta know. wait and These see. These are our, our initial thoughts on this. Yeah, but we just true. gotta wait and see. But um, so, are you happy that Sonic, the live action Sonic, is getting redesigned? Yes. You know, a lot of people actually, you know, were pissed about it. Yes and no, because I what if they make it worse? <laughs> true. Very, very true. But I, personally, I never didn't see anything wrong with it, to be honest. I know your biggest thing was the whole shoes, but I still never, I, I would have been okay His with it. His shoes and a little shorter. A little shorter? It was too tall for you? It was too tall. Those legs were like, uh, scary. He would look a little too cartoony if he was too short. He's fucking Sonic. He's a little cartoony. <laughs> <laughs> He's a fucking talking hedgehog. Talking blue hedgehog. Oh, God. But, uh, 
We'll see. Hopefully, and then the movie got pushed back till next year for this Valentine's Day next year. Oh, okay. Because it was supposed to come out what, like in about two months from now, yeah, right? something like that. Think. Okay, think, but yeah. hopefully, uh, I'm just trying to I'm trying to be curious of what will they actually change. Well, they have to change the whole movie because they want to change his whole redesign. So every scene that he so did, like a whole redesign, the whole redesign. Oh wow. Okay, I thought it was just maybe a couple changes here and there. No, it's a whole redesign. Oh shit. Okay. Mm. Give him his fucking mm. shoes. Maybe, <laughs> maybe in Comic Con we'll get like a updated trailer with the new redesign. We'll see. You just tease us as like him with his fucking shoes, like a I don't know. Yeah, the new shoes. The yeah, the more, new shoes. More like, racing February. Or see you there. <laughs> like I don't know. With his new actual more uh, original shoes. Mm-hmm. I know that that's what would make you happy. They don't just give him the shoes. You'll like, be okay I, with that. If the, I see his shoes. That's fucking Sonic, you know? Would you be okay if he looked exactly the same with different shoes? Change his teeth and maybe, yeah. <laughs> no, 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 just the shoes. If, for the redesign, what they ended up doing is just change the shoes. They just gave him the original, you no, know, looking shoes. Would you be, a, would that make it better for you? <laughs> Low key, yeah. I because I know that's your biggest thing, is the fucking shoes. Yeah. Which I, I don't think not understand it, but. Because it just doesn't look like Sonic. I'm like, who is this wannabe? Animal painted blue. Uh, like I told you, for me, it, he looked more like Shadow. Yeah, it's with like... With those shoes. It's like watching a fat Italian without the hat. Yeah, you don't know you're watching true. Mario, right? Or instead of suspenders, he's wearing jeans. Yeah. See, well... yeah. Well, or, or camel pants. Yeah, it's like they could put anything they want on him, but as long as he has the hat... Yeah, I see. See what I mean? But do you really think that the shoes are his trademark? Yes. You think so? He's all about running. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. It's like, yeah. It's, it's I didn't think about sense. it that way. It's Sonic. It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's Sonic. You don't touch your I, shoes. Now that we're talking about, I just realized they didn't give him the white gloves either. He didn't have gloves. Uh, that makes sense. He gets sweaty. <laughs> I, 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 what I would be okay for an updated live action version, like those fingerless gloves. That'd be kind of cool. Yeah. Like those racer gloves. Yeah, that'd be cool. But yeah, so, um,. Last thing I want to talk about is before we jump into mm. our broscope topic, uh, because like we mentioned in our intro, we saw Aladdin. Oh yeah, the you no know, live action remake, mm-hmm. and I was that movie proved me way way wrong. Same and in the best possible way because my biggest concern and everybody, I'm pretty sure yours too. The biggest concern was Will Smith as the genie. Yeah, it, and he was the best fucking part of it. He was really funny. Like I was surprised how much I was laughing. It was really, really good. Mm-hmm. I was not expecting it, and I and he it. even changed up a, a couple of the lyrics. Yeah, but he made it work, and he made it work so great. Cause when he when he when he pulled it off, spoiler, like when he's doing the friend like me, he doesn't say a lot. He's like, "What's your name again?" And he, he makes it work into the song. Yeah, and I was just like, I was like, "Whoa, that was really." It was pretty awesome, and, you know, I was glad that he didn't try to be Robin Williams. No. You know, especially now, you know, for us, we grew up with Latin, and there's so, it's very, very few characters that you can say, oh, that character is the actor. You know, when when anybody, ask anybody, when you see, think of the genie, what do you think of? Everybody's going to say Robin Williams. You know, if you say... When you see Simba, you're not going to say freaking Matthew McConaughey. Yeah, or, like, I'm sorry, Matthew you, Roderick. 
Whenever you see him, nobody even says, oh, it's the genie. No, they no, say, it's, oh, it's Robin. Robin Williams. Yeah. And so, you know, that's why us as fans of the cartoon or the animated, we were all kind of skeptical and, and kind of, I guess you say, scared going into this we were movie. We all scared that he was in a rap. Pretty yeah. much. Yeah, Everybody exactly. just didn't He does watch. rap, though. He does rap. But it works. It works. Yeah. It, it was like it's just... It was really good. Yeah. I was not expecting it. My only, I would say, actual He does actual rap with the issue. end credits with DJ Khaled. That's right. He does. <laughs> that was a rap nobody wanted. They were scared that was going to be in the, the movie, song. which I'm glad it wasn't in the movie. It was an end credit. It was an end credit. Yeah. Yes. They don't count. But my only actual like negative I would have to say for me in this movie is Jafar. Jafar wasn't good. He didn't bring it. No. He, he didn't seem evil. He didn't seem threatening. He was just, he just seemed like a kid who was bullied and he just grew up with a grudge against everybody. And that's how I saw him. He's just trying to get back everybody for bullying him. That's how I saw it. You know. His facial expressions, I feel like we're all the same too. And he, his mouth moved too much. Like when he was saying a, couple, like yeah. a sentence or two, but his mouth moved like he was saying like a whole paragraph. It was just, it seemed like he was overacting. No, in some scenes. The whole part when he was like running to the guy and he pushes him down the well, that was yeah. a little too much. Yeah, no. So it was like, eh, nah, this guy's not good. As Jafar, at least. But everybody else was good. And a lot of the people actually that I talked to, they agreed with me on this. I'm pretty sure you too. That scene where they're taking Jasmine away. <laughs> I starts, knew you bring that up. She has like an Elsa moment. I was so confused. I didn't, I was like, what? It was a good scene and a good song, but this the way they... I don't think so. I just, like, the way they started it was so confusing, because she, like, moves her hand, and the guys just disappear. I'm like, what the hell? Like, where did they go? Mm-hmm. And, and then she busts into her song, and then you realize it's in her, it's in her it's head. It's in her head, It's yeah. an imagination, but, like, the way they kind of, like, segued into that, they didn't, like, no, they didn't it's... prepare you. You were like, whoa, she got powers? Or the genie, like, fucking people up, or what? But, nah, it's just... I think this, the movie could have bit could have done without that. No, I I get the fact that why they did it, how we previously mentioned, you know, appealing to the masses, the whole mm-hmm. women empowerment and all that stuff. But it's like you didn't need to do that. I feel like know? they portrayed it too. It was weird. too on the nose. Like, yeah, hey, look, we we support women, strong women too, and look, we we did this to prove it. You know what? You don't need that. No, there's so many ways to do it without it being on the nose. Yeah. And that that was, you know, some of the things I was like, eh. But overall, I the movie was good. It was enjoyable. It was just it was a good. fun ride. Yes, it was. I wasn't bored throughout of it. And then I like the the new direction it went with the genie as far as after Aladdin set him free. Mm-hmm. The new direction. He he turned human and, you know, he ended up making his own family. I didn't like how stuff. he turned human. I, I, I kind of wish they kind of kept, like, now that he was free, he still had his powers. Cause whenever, just like in the yeah. cartoon. Mm-hmm. Mm. Which that means that it'll, that'll definitely eliminate the possibility of a sequel. Yeah. Because if they do a sequel, you won't. You're not gonna see. They should do um, genie. Not the Return of Jafar, but the uh, Prince of Thieves. Is it the Prince of Thieves with his dad? Is it, right. Isn't Aladdin it called dad? Aladdin the Forty Thieves, or is it the Prince of Thieves? Or the Hundred something. Whatever, but yeah, the one I with his dad. I would want them to do that storyline. I, I actually, I really like that. One. I I still have the VHS of that. That's one. such a good movie. I have the VHS of the first one and the third one. I had the return. If of they're the... gonna do a sequel, that's the only way the direction they should go. 
With a yeah, because they, because you already know you about can't, you can't bring, Jasmine, but you know, now you gotta learn about Aladdin. And you can't bring back Jafar because you won't have the genie to fight him. Yeah, you know, because there's no way there's. I, was, I think the only way to bring him back is that Aladdin's dad gets him or something like that. Oh, the the evil genie yeah. or Jafar as genie. That'd be kind of cool. So we to combine both part two and three, from the cartoons yeah. anyway. But still, like th- that means that the. An all-powerful evil genie. There won't be nobody to to fight him because the good genie is human. Unless they go in some weird way where he finds a way to get his powers back. Or they just play off like I never said I lost my powers. <laughs> nah, that would be just too stupid. That would be just too convenient. It's Disney. True. They can make it's it work. <laughs> but overall, like... it was a good movie. <laughs> I think the part that still like stands out to me is when they were going to the party. I never been to a party. You gotta go back to the room. You ain't ruining my night. <laughs> <laughs> well, then you can leave. I'm yeah. staying here. Was, but his uh, Will Smith's charisma and his like energy when he was human, all him him as a human, all those parts were really really good. Yeah, but, it was just like casual Will Smith. It yeah. wasn't over the top Will Smith. And it wasn't super serious. Which I'm glad it wasn't. I know. That was, uh, I was a little scared about it. but A it was lot good. of people were worried about that. But the reason we want to give you guys our, our our opinion on the new Aladdin movie, because, um, which is what we want to put under the broscope today, and that is... Critics. Critics. Criticism. Movie critics. You know, a lot them? of movie critics, like how we just gave you a little mini review on it, we, we, it was great. You know, mm-hmm. it was I've I've heard from people I've asked, not critics, from people I've asked and talked to. They all said the same thing. It was really good. It was a pretty good movie, but critics nowadays just they bash on everything. They uh, do we really need movie critics? Yeah, I know Rotten Tomatoes <laughs> isn't really actual critic. It's more of an algorithm that collects yeah. a bunch of critics. Yeah, but it's it's pretty much telling you what everyone's saying, right? Yeah. So, um. Let's take this last Hellboy movie. When we, like, I saw the it. The new one? Yeah, the new one that just came out. Um, with John, uh, David, David Harbour. Harbour. Yeah. So, I saw it the day after release because I couldn't go the day of. Because I usually try to see it the day of so I don't get spoiled. Yeah. So, I had to see it the day after. But the day after, I was in, like, I was literally going to get ready to go see it. But then I see all these reviews, like, going crazy on the headlines. That it was like the worst remake. It got like a two percent on Rotten Tomatoes. And I'm just like, what, what? And it really like was disheartening because I was really looking forward to this movie. And I really thought this movie was gonna be really great. But then reading all those critics, I was just like, it really. That's why I stay away from social media and anything. When it comes to a big movie, I stay away from social media yeah. and you know, for the, that sake of not getting spoiled mm-hmm. or like how you said getting turned off by a movie that I'm really excited to see because critics say, oh, it's garbage or it sucked, it's not good. You know, it was yeah. terrible. And I'm like, oh, man, what? Mm-hmm. So like, I'd rather go in with fresh eyes, not knowing what to expect, and then... Well, I'm doing that you know, now. Com- com- <laughs> there you go. And, but then you get to compare, you know, your your own of actual thoughts and feelings with other movie critics. But even then, or even now, uh, the so-called movie critics, I wouldn't even call them actual movie critics. You know, what we just did, it wasn't an actual criticism. It was just us sharing our thoughts and opinions. Yeah. And that's what everybody nowadays does, and they play it off as a movie critic. You know, if you go on YouTube, everybody that is a quote-unquote a 
critic, mm-hmm. it's the same exact way they just and they say the same exact things about movies, just in their own words. Exactly. So yeah, when I when going into Hellboy, I was just really like, kind of like broken. I was like, man, I really wasn't going to see this movie, so I'm gonna go see it anyway because I gotta see it for myself. Yeah. Of so course. I go thinking I'm gonna see like the worst shit show, but I'm actually like. Not disappointed. It's going really good. I'm really liking this movie. It's turning out really great. And you're like, what? What were these critics? Yeah, I was really about? confused. So I was looking online. I read all the critics' reviews that are the really negative ones, and all that kept coming up, and all these ones they kept bringing up Guillermo del Toro's Hellboy. Yeah, and they, they kept on comparing they it. They kept to that on comparing it exactly. I'll, only to that film. I'm like, I get it. That was the original one. That's like what a lot of people got introduced for. It's based on a comic, and these were pretty much like I feel like this new Hellboy movie was ripped straight from the comics. Yeah, that's a uh, that's one of the things uh, um, that critics don't seem to grasp or understand. Yeah. You know, a, a lot of the movies that they give bad reviews, like Batman versus Superman, that was that's a clear example right there. They it has gotten some of the worst reviews ever. But you, as a DC fan, what did you think about Batman vs Superman? I really liked it. I get the Martha scene was really bad. I do, I, I do, yes, that was a really bad scene. I wish that was t- changed. Yeah. That's this, yeah, that was one of the worst written scenes in history. I get it. But, bef- like, visually and just Ben Affleck's performance and what he's given us as Batman, it was really great. And story-wise, it was actually a pretty damn good story. Yeah. You know, it was, it was. Up until the Martha scene, it was, it was going on good. <laughs> just that Martha scene, huh? That Martha scene but, dropped the ball. Overall, it was actually a good movie, but critics see it as just another movie. They don't mm-hmm. see it as from the point of view of the fans or from the point of view of, of the story the demographic that it's yeah. supposed to appeal to. Uh, like uh, same thing, I'm a huge Marvel uh, fan from the comic books and mm-hmm. now the movies. I understand and I've read reviews of some of these Marvel movies, and there's been some really bad reviews. Mm-hmm. But me as a fanboy, I love every single one because. They all appeal to my demographic, which is a fan, you know. And Marvel listens to the fans, and they give the fans what they want. They don't make these movies to try and win Oscars. They don't make these movies to be the next Gone with the Wind. Mm-hmm. No, these movies are for purely entertainment value. And the the so called critics nowadays, they don't see it that way. If it's not the next freaking uh, masterpiece, it's mm-hmm. a piece of crap. Yeah. It's like with these, like I, I even sometimes I see these YouTube reviewers that are popping up left and right. That's a critic. Yeah, and there's a lot of them. Yeah, it's a like they're pretty much. They say like with this previous like uh, La Llorona. La Llorona, yeah. Yeah, I saw one from that, and they pretty much the way they described it was like not enough jump scares, typical jump scares. I'm like, they're not describing what kind of movie it was trying to tell, you know? Yeah. Like, what is this movie telling? Like, give us a review of the film. That like, I get there was not enough jump scares, but you're not telling me what this film was about. What kind of story they're approaching with this? Like you know, like you have to. That's they, the they're view. just basing it off from what, um, like I said, it's the same. You you go to all these different YouTube critics and they all say the same thing, just in different words. Yeah. You know, they don't tell you the they they you can tell they're not actual actual like uh, experts, movie experts. Mm-hmm. They're just there. They just saw the movie, just like us clicking on these videos to see what. They were gonna stay. They just repeat to you what what you already think about the movie. Yeah, you know the, you can't. The personally, I I believe none of these YouTube reviewers are good reviewers. 
or critics. They shouldn't call themselves critics. Like they need to go in depth and explore the film before they drop reviews like that. Yes, exactly. And then, like I said, it, it's it's okay, you know, talk about the movie, but don't call it a review. Don't call yourself a critic because a critic. Just go look, look go back when Roger Ebert was alive. Look at Roger Ebert's reviews. It's a whole different. It's just, it's. It's even great to even go read some of his older reviews, mm-hmm. you know, compared to what we get nowadays. And it's just, I believe all these YouTube critics and even modern so-called critics are actually hurting real criticism. You know, like um, like how I was saying that uh, people who are actual movie experts, they can actually tell you what a movie, not just the story of it, but like, why it was shot a certain way, why the camera angle was a certain way, why when a, a, sh- a whole shot in a movie is is either recorded up close or in a distance, yeah. they can tell you why and they can point out things that people us like us that really don't know much about movies, we would have never caught otherwise. And so, and these, the modern criticism or modern movie critics, you don't get that anymore. You know, the, that art form is actually dying because there's nobody real, real experts. And the real, real experts that actually are still out there, nobody pays attention to the team. Like, oh, they're boring, blah, blah. And right, but they're actually going into depth about what's yes, going Yes, exactly. On. And like you said, Robert, Rod, Robert, Rotten Tomatoes is an algorithm, and a lot of people base their initial, like, reviews or thoughts and feelings about a movie before even watching it on this algorithm. And it it actually help, uh, hurts a lot of movies, you know, to be successful because, you know, when uh, a studio makes a movie, when a studio, you know, releases one of these projects, you know, they put a lot into it and they hope and pray people go to see them. But all these critics stop people from going to go see them. And by doing that, that's what, stu- it kind of turns studios off from keep to release yeah. quality like products. Those algorithms can be, like, manipulated. Yeah. So I remember that happened, or they got word of it that it was going to happen when Captain Marvel came out. Yeah. A lot of, like, anti-feminists were going to bombard it with negative reviews, saying, like, this was a, like... That way Rotten Tomatoes can pick up on all of that yeah, and then and just give it a low score on Rotten people, Tomatoes. So people who were like, oh, I want to go see Captain Marvel. It's the first female but movie. Ch- but check what, what Rotten Tomatoes says about it. And if they see a negative score or a really bad score, they'll be like, oh, we yeah, should go never see mind. it. So they that, say it's crap, so it must be crap. Right? So that's what kind of sucks is that a lot of these critics are not actual people. They're just bots. Pretty yeah. Much. So that's the one thing that sucks about algorithms. Because yeah. there's always somebody out there that's going to ruin it. And that's and that's that's the uh, a sad thing that a lot of movies have suffered. You know, a lot of movies nowadays have suffered. That's why there's actually been a lot of you know in theaters there hasn't been really big big like good movies like artistic wise there hasn't been many good movies. You know, I, I I'm excluding like this big budget blockbuster superhero or Jurassic Park all of those movies because those are for entertainment value only. You know, that nostalgia factor that because we know about it kind of thing. But like, you know, the next Con with the Wind, when have we seen another one like that? The, the next Godfather, the next, you know, I, I can't think of any other movie at the, right now. My, my mind's blank, but, yeah. <laughs> you know, big, big movies like that we have not seen because uh, studios are afraid to make good movies like that because... They just they they know they're gonna get bombarded by so many negative things and people are not even gonna bother to go watch it because everyone's fixed on our superhero movies and 
or action flick. Yeah, if it's not a, if it's not following a trend, it's gonna suck. If you can't carry on for two or three more movies, I don't want it. Exactly. <laughs> or if it's not based on a book, I don't want it. <laughs> if it's not based on a comic book, right. or a TV show, or a cartoon, they don't want if it. If it's not popular, I'm sorry. <laughs> exactly. And so you know, that's why you know Roger Ebert is still to this day considered to be one of the best movie critics, you know, to have ever lived. You know, I really want to tell anybody who's listening go just go back and look read some of his older stuff and you'll know what I'm talking about I was about. excited so when this, like when he was alive when the movie came out I was excited to be like oh I can't wait to see what he says about yeah. this like I would look forward exactly. to his and when he was still alive he actually uh, for him I'm trying to think you know I remember he had a TV show before his whole cancer situation yeah what about it I watched it oh yeah, yeah I used to watch it because he would do um, his TV show when he would actually review it's like like he would just do a view, review on TV before YouTube. Oh, I totally forgot about that. Yeah, I remember he would, he was him and somebody else. They'll be in a movie I totally theater and they'll about that. movies at the time. That's right. I totally forgot about that. Yeah, and then he lost his voice. But you know, and that's when he started writing more. Yeah. But no, he was really good. You know, mm-hmm. and you know, I've yet to see another good. You know, critic like him to, to bring you know, it down. nowadays. You know, I, there might be one out there that I don't know about. You know, and I'm sorry if and if you do, if you feel offended, us. yeah. And if you do, please email me your who you are. Mm-hmm. You know, I would love to. I'll read your reviews, but you know, that's what really sucks about critics nowadays because yeah. you know it. Uh, or if you're a critic, send us a review and we'll critique your critique. <laughs> <laughs> we'll criticize your critic. Right? But, yeah, you know, it, it's sad to see, you know, it is that sort of art form because it is an art form that goes way, way back. That's true because... You know, back in the day when they when the people used to watch plays back in the day, you know, and they would review those plays and stuff like that. And then it goes all the way back to, I believe, like the 1700s. That's a long time. But still now, to the, now in 2019, mm-hmm. it's just... It's not an art form that is carried on anymore. It's not taken serious, and it's just if it's if it's not on number one on trending on YouTube, it's not gonna be good. That's true. Which sucks, and that's the terrible world we live in. Too I bad. Just, yeah, I just feel like there should be another system, or maybe like the Oscars have a committee where they. Get but a, even the Oscars nowadays are kind of failing. That's true, but like, you know, there should be some kind of committee, but that just sucks. Any kind of institution, it could be manipulated, because... Yeah. For me, on a closing note, for me, the best advice I can give to anyone, as far as when it comes to movie critics and all that stuff, do not, I repeat, when you want to go see a movie, go see it before you read or hear any kind of critic. Go to a movie blind. You know, That's very true. If you're interested in a movie... Watch a trailer, good, but don't read any reviews. Don't li- don't look for any reviews. Don't definitely stay away from YouTube reviewers. You know, critics. Mm-hmm. Don't consider them real critics because they really are not. Because it just makes going into the movies fun because you just don't got any pretense. You're not expecting anything. Yeah, and you can see a movie with fresh eyes, not yeah. with somebody else's perspective on it already in the back of your head. Judge it from the trailer because that's what they're giving you to go see this yeah. movie. And, and like I said, stay away from critics because that way when you go to a movie, you can be fully immersed and you can develop your own criticism on it. Yeah. And then you can see other other reviews or critics or whatever online and then you can compare it to your own, see if you agree with them or not. Don't don't 
don't see critics before a movie because then you're gonna be like, oh, well, he's right, and I probably will yeah. feel the same way. So what if that, that, what I don't if that critic it. hates that actor? Yeah. And you think, oh, I gotta watch it. They base myself. they base their critics and reviews on their own personal feelings and not on what an, the actual movie's trying to tell, the story they're trying to tell, or whatever yeah. the movie's trying to portray. You know, a deeper meaning or a deeper feelings of in the movie. They don't talk about that because it's just they say, oh, I, it sucked because this, 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 and that, and that's it. The, you can't see that movie, mm-hmm. and so, which sucks. But that's actually what has been hurting a lot of movies. Yeah, it's like let's say, yeah, this movie wasn't as much jump scares as as, as expected in other previous movies or any kind of other horror movies nowadays. But they did this, this, and this. Yeah. But they could have done this, but like, but no, not enough jump scares. It sucked. Mhm. It was typical story. It sucked. It wasn't as uh, the trailer made it seem like it was gonna be something else. So and it's not. So it's up. Yeah. Like, give us a review. Like, yes, the jump scares were on weren't on par as you would want in a horror movie. But the story did this. But the story, or the story did this, told and this. Like, the story was telling this, and they kind of encapsulated that. Or the you, vision that was carried throughout the or movie. Or even was if it's this. a negative review, don't bash it. Just be like, unfortunately, with the story they're trying to portray, it wasn't meeting. Like, you know, just give an actual negative review, not just oh, it sucked. Because explain why. Don't just be like it sucked. It was boring. Yeah, and you know, it's just. They're all just jaded reviews, and it's just the same thing over, over rinse, wash, and repeat, and, and it's just bleh. That's why I stay away from mm-hmm. from good. What I do, what I said, I go to the movie. You know, I see a trailer. If I yeah. see a movie, I make sure I see a trailer or two, and I'm like, "Ooh, cool! I want to see that," and that's it. And I wait till the movie comes out, and mm-hmm. then I go see it, and then I look at reviews. Is this unnecessary stuff before the movie? Is this unnecessary? Yeah, and then it is a lot of drama for nothing. Exactly. Exactly. So yes, you get that kind of euphoria, like oh man, I was actually happy with this movie. Yeah. yeah. Like you get that euphoria, but like you know, what? it's not needed. Going to the movie and be like, you know what, I wasn't expecting anything and I liked it. You know. Yeah, it's better to to be surprised. You know? In the movie theater, that's the whole point of going to the movies. Yeah, because you want to see something you never seen before. You know, something that's mm-hmm. barely coming out. And don't go because a movie critic says, oh, you should go watch it because it yeah. was good. Oh, you shouldn't watch it because it sucked. No, go if it interests you. Go see it, mm-hmm. and you be the judge yourself. Exactly. You know that's the whole point. That's, that's what. That's the reason Hollywood exists is to get people in those seats and see these movies to entertain us. Mm-hmm. You know, not to we don't. It's it's um, it's not right. Too much politics in between. Yeah, we don't need all else. You know, just be your own critic. Go watch the movie, and then you can make your own review on it. Yeah, there has to be a. Maybe they should just post reviews when you leave the theater. Try to get their review. Like somebody should, I don't know. There should be some kind there of. There should be a rule where people can't talk about a movie until the movie's officially released. Yeah. Because a lot of reviewers and critics, or so called critics, they put post reviews or their own criticism on movies before the movie comes out because they get a chance to go to screenings. You know, they, they get a chance to see it two, three days, sometimes even weeks before the movie's even out. Yeah. And no, and that hinders when the movie actually is released, all their negative reviews. Yeah, and then stuff. A lot of putting. times, studios don't want to do screenings, and a lot of people automatically assume they don't want to do screenings. That means the movie's gonna suck. Yeah, exactly. And they're like, I'm not gonna see it. They don't want to do a screening. Screw that. I'm just like, really? No, it's it's just that negative. We don't need those kind of politics. And just go see it. Just go, go see, see it. it. Be your own critic. That's it. 
That's why we're putting this under the broscope because it's kind of like a whole cloud over Hollywood that's kind of unnecessary. Mm-hmm. And it's not just with criticism, but there's a lot of things like it affects, we've talked about in our previous podcast. Yeah, it, it affects all these other things. It affects movies. It affects like social environments. Because a lot of people are like, I did like that movie. No, I hated it. And it's just like this is a movie watching experience. You know, it just hindered it a little bit. Yes, it's not. You know, it's, it's just unnecessary. It's not as it, it takes away from that excitement we yes. felt before. You know, it's just like it uh, takes away. It takes away the magic. A little hey, bit, yeah, it does. The magic of going to see a movie with fresh eyes. You know? Yeah. Ooh, I can't wait to see what that's about. Ooh, I can't wait to see this movie because it looked good. Right. That's so. why we're putting this on, uh, this under the broscope this week, guys. So give us your thoughts on what do you think about critics in general. Does it affect your experience going to the movie? Do you agree with what we said or not? Right? Let us know. Are we a bunch of idiots? We don't know. We don't know. Yeah. Either way, if you hate <laughs> what we said or like what we said, let us know. All right. But thanks again for joining us. And we'll see you next time. We'll see you on the next one. Peace.